Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. going on america and welcome to the newest episode of the dear america podcast um let's see i hope everyone had a fantastic weekend jake yeah how was your weekend i did i went hunting and oh did you get anything no didn't even see anything i think it was too warm seems to yes it was so we had a warm streak here and it's just it's just never good in fact i you know and there's probably some hunters that are like oh you gotta go regardless if if we have a warm streak i I don't go we heard one shot the whole morning i don't go i don't go Uh, one i don't like to be hot two it just ruins the whole yeah experience mood for me, it yeah. really does. It ruins the whole thing. Like, you know, you're supposed to be cold yeah, part <laughs> of it. when you're deer hunting, you know? And so anyway, um, I had a fantastic yeah. weekend. Uh, Alabama destroyed <laughs> Georgia. And yeah. if you're a Georgia fan, you can suck it because <laughs> Georgia got just their man. How dare I've you? I've been telling people, look, okay, I got to get into my sports thing here for a minute. I've been telling people the whole time. Everybody's talking crap all week. All week long, all I saw on TV and all I heard on the news and all I heard on everything, Georgia's this, Georgia's that. The greatest defense that we've seen in our lifetime (laughs) only allowed seven points per game for 12 straight games. Uh, Alabama's going to get skull dragged. Alabama's going to be this. I watched the freaking day of. I watched every single announcer except Lee Corso. Pick Georgia. Yep. Just, you know, oh, you know, it's not even going to be close. Bama may be able to keep it close till the third quarter. Then Georgia's just going to pull away. <sighs> Superior coaching. Superior coaching. And, and, and no, it wasn't just that. Georgia's defense is not what everybody, I kept, I kept saying it all year. I said, who have they really played? Who have they really played? Uh, Clemson has a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. uh, and they had not one offensive touchdown against Clemson. I was like, that's the game everybody needs to pay attention to, yeah. is that when everybody's like, oh, but it took you four overtimes to beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, but that's the, that's the Iron Bowl. Yeah. The Iron Bowl, it does that every year. Every year. Um, when we were going for the three-peat, trying to go uh, for the three-peat with A.J. McCarron, we went into Auburn undefeated, and the kick six happened. It's Auburn. Oh, Auburn yeah. always does that to Alabama. They 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 are Alabama's true kryptonite. That's Georgia. Like Alabama's Georgia's Achilles heel. Like they, I mean, you know, they had a pretty good season. Look, man, pretty good defense. Bryce Young threw for over three. Uh, he accounted for three hundred and forty six yards in the first half mm-hmm. against Georgia. 
Georgia yeah. goes up 10 nothing. Sorry, guys. You got to bear with me for a minute. I do like sports. Jo- <laughs> Georgia goes up 10 nothing, And I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe they're right. You know, maybe this just maybe this does get embarrassing here. And then the very next possession, uh, Bryce Young to Jameson Williams takes it to the house. And I go, okay, hold on. Hold up. Hold on. <laughs> uh, and then it really should have been like 48 to 21 because uh, I want to say it was Jordan Battle. I'm not sure. Should have been a pick six, man. I mean, he had in his hand and it was nobody drops it. But either way, goes back to Alabama and then it was just all over after that, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was pure and total. Just it was it was a complete and total like Nick Saban's like laughing borderline afterwards and everybody's just like man you know and i'll say this i'll say this if you are a georgia fan all right i will say this the one thing not the fans but the one thing that the alabama team does not do Mm -hmm. with nick saban as the coach they don't run their mouth they don't right they do not talk crap they do not run their mouth they don't do anything georgia was mouthy all week long they were arrogant they were pompous. Even Kirby Smart had a little uh, about him. Will Muschamp is a douchebag anyway. Um, <laughs> and and everybody, Kirk Herbstreet even apologized to Nick Saban on air. Oh He's gosh. like, we collectively apologize because everybody picked against Alabama. Everybody. Don't poke the bear, baby. How about how about that uh, little fella you got on there named Kool Aid? Oh yeah, now Kool Aid. Is is not my not 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 my favorite guy. His name is Kool Aid. His name is Kool Aid, and he's also one of the weak parts in the secondary. But either way, <laughs> in fact, all I got when Georgia would move the ball was be like freaking Kool Aid, man. Everybody, Kool-Aid. everybody, everybody hates on Kool Aid. But either way, the point is what I'm trying to say is why would you poke the bear yeah. that is Alabama? Alabama now is going to go into this college football playoff and basically be on a path to show the world like the championship goes through us and y'all seem to have forgot that from the outside everybody's just sick of it besides y'all i, I guess I mean, so. how many times can y'all then, do it in a row then, then stop talking crap you know what i'm saying <laughs> everybody's I mean, I, over i'm it. not trying to be i'm not trying to be and i'm sorry that you know that we're Somebody talking sports win. right this second but we got to <laughs> but look the one thing that you don't do is if you think you really, because I'll give it to you, Georgia, Georgia was the more, Georgia is the more complete team. Bama is the more special team. Mm -hmm. They've got Bryce Young's the Heisman Trophy winner. They've got arguably the best defensive uh, pass rusher in Will Anderson in the whole country that we've seen in years. Uh, They've got Jamison Williams and they got Nick Saban. I mean, you you just and the biggest thing to remember about Alabama is they were hurt going into that game. Mm. Will Robertson, the top running back, hurt. They're on their backup there. They did lose Mechie, but they've got six receivers to replace Mechie. They still got Williams. Uh, I read we lost Christopher Allen in the first game of the year. So it was Anderson, Christopher Allen. Top two pass rushers in the nation. Yeah. We lose Christopher Allen the second quarter of the first game. Just read a report. He will be back for the playoffs. Nice. And so, like, the you, 
Kirby Smart also had a whole bunch of white boys in the secondary, which, come on, SEC. But that, again, again, that's what I'm trying to say. And so I, I told everybody, and I will get off sports. If you're a Georgia fan, I know you've probably turned this off already. But this is a good life lesson, okay? We got skull back, dragged by Clemson in the national championship. I don't want to hear it, okay? Like, I've been there, all right? Um, I said the whole time that if you have a season where you are truly not tested one time, you are destined to falter for sure down the stretch. Georgia was not tested at any point in time. Oh, what about the Clemson game? Clemson never barely got past the 50. Yeah, Clemson ain't. Every Clemson every year. play, Clemson barely got past the 50. And then other than that, like you beat every opponent by 27 points or something like that on average. Yeah. Um, Bama, and of course they were talking crap at the beginning of the game. They're like, uh, Georgia only had one game decided by seven points or less. Bama had five. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to be like, that is a battle-tested team. That is a team that has learned that when everything don't go right, they got to keep going, mm -hmm. right? They got to keep going. They got to keep fighting. And I think that Iron Bowl was actually the the switch, man. Yeah. I, I really do. And That was brutal for those Auburn fans. I felt a little bit bad for him. Oh, shut up. I'm sure I, you did not. No, <laughs> it was the most glorious thing I've ever seen. The world's a better place when Auburn loses. Okay. Either way. <laughs> Still sore from the pick six, huh? Uh, the only thing better than uh, Republicans taking back the presidency in 2024 is every time Auburn loses. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think that, that that the nation has poked the bear. In fact, in Tuscaloosa, the the the, the main post said "Empire Strikes Back" <laughs> was the name of it, and basically, basically Alabama was like these people were acting like we were zero and twelve. Yeah. You know, like I, like I don't understand why all this disrespect. But now they've got Cincinnati, which they will not take Cincinnati. Uh, for granted that they will that their intention will be to embarrass Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I mean, I they will not overlook them to the championship. Alabama, they said it. They said this. They said we now have a two game season, and they're gonna throw the freaking kitchen sink at it for yeah. all two games. I would be terrified to play Alabama right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay, sports. thank you for joining uh, the sports edition of the Dear America podcast. Uh, if you want me to make my predictions, <clears throat> which I will, I think it will be Alabama-Michigan in the championship game. I think uh, Alabama completely steamrolls Michigan because Michigan relies on rushing for almost 300 yards a game. It's not going to happen. They're going to require their little two little schemer uh, quarterbacks to throw the ball. Alabama's secondary is suspect, but they ain't that suspect. And if it comes down to a shootout, I'm taking the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, every day. Uh, so there's my prediction. Time stamp it. Mark it down. But we actually do have a full show for you today. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. For the third month in a row, we our Good Ranchers number one sponsored show. Come and on. it's all because of you. I am going to be completely honest with you guys. Like, we do a lot of these ad reads. It's a podcast. Ad reads come with podcasts. I don't really get a lot of emails about stuff. I have gotten so many freaking emails 
about Good Ranchers. Yeah. And I know that sounds like an ad itself, but no, that is true. I have had Good Rancher steak in a steak off cookout grill out thing twice this past week. Uh to include the SEC championship that we were just there. Good Ranchers is just better because they are 100% American. They support the American rancher. If you watch Yellowstone, by God, you should buy Good Ranchers because Yellowstone is the exact thing that we're talking about. Thousands of ranches have closed over the past several years due to you Buying China meat disgusting in the grocery stores. 80% of the meat that you buy in the grocery store is either China or Australia meat. You need to have 100% in America raised cattle. They had friends till they were killed for your benefit to eat. Freedom meat. Yes, it's freedom meat. By God, that needs to be their next box. Freedom meat. You need to go to goodranchers.com slash gram right now to get $20 off and free express shipping on your order. Good Ranchers is the gift that keeps on giving. Your order keeps local American farms and ranchers open and donates 10 meals to people who'd otherwise go hungry. That's $20 off and free express shipping at goodranchers.com slash gram. Or with code Graham at checkout. Give a gift they'll remember forever. Give them the gift of supporting 100% freedom meat. Go to goodranchers.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. All right. Let's get into the actual episode of today. I apologize. Sports and meat you know, uh, gets us excited. Sports and meat definitely get us excited. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. So uh, the J- Jelaine or Jislaine, what's her freaking name? I think it's Jelaine. Jelaine Maxwell case updates. We have none because no one's talking about it. (laughs) Moving on. I have have nothing to tell you because trying to find anything of substance about it is borderline impossible. Which is terrifying. You'll see like the little sketch artist drawings and that's about it. The chick could be dead. Yeah. I have seen not one video of her like getting out of the police escort or anything. I don't know if she's alive at this point. Yeah. I think it's a good 50-50 shot that she's been dead for months. Or she's on an island with Epstein. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I wish I had something to tell you, but it should terrify you yeah. that we don't. The fact that media isn't, it, the last updates we had was that it had stalled because some of the jurors had forgotten that they yeah. had the trial to show up for. Uh, that was the last those the last updates we had on possibly the biggest freaking court case we've had in maybe 50 years. Well, it's just too much for our little eyes to see. You know, it's dangerous stuff. I Scary. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I said something the other day. I was like, Alex Jones is laughing at all of us. He talked about the Epstein thing. We got robots that are reproducing themselves and, and freaking uh, they just posted... Uh, they found some kind of structure on Mars. Mm-hmm. The obelisk, the the little the little box. Yeah, it's been there for a long time. Thing. Well, people are just starting to talk about it again. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what is going? <laughs> what is going on? They had that freaking. I sent you that video of that like humanoid mm-hmm. little robot thing. It looked like an actual person, but it was a robot. And it was just moving around, and we're just sitting here going, what is going on? But rest assured, Time Magazine 
is trying to add some normalcy to the world. Okay, Time Magazine is asking for your help to cast your vote for the person of the year. Who are the people that you can vote for? Well, they have their pictures right here. Um, Britney Spears. She won her conservatory, uh, conservatory, conservatorship. Yep. Um, she might have my vote. Lil Nas X. Oh. The gay devil worshiper. Uh, you got Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Barf. Uh, you've got the whistleblower from oh, Facebook. Nice. You've got the chick. It's a tennis player. I think this is the tennis player that dropped out for mental health issues. Gotcha. I think that's what it is. I don't know much about tennis. I, you know, I, I, I don't do those things either way. And then, of course, Tony Fauci oh, is down there at the bottom. Those are the people. I wonder if you click this link, if there's any more. Let's just, let's just open this up here and see if that truly is like the only tap to begin. Here we go. Let's just, I'm, I'm, we're going to vote <laughs> while we're here. Okay. Oh, there is more. Oh, uh, those are the front runners, probably. The uh, Senator Cinema or Cinema or whatever There's her name Kristen is. Cinema, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one. Haitian migrants. Just in general. Just in general. Haitian migrants. There you go. Uh, the, the, the tennis player. The I just Honduran. Said. Honduran migrants. Oh, my gosh. Liz Cheney. <laughs> Hold on, wait, it tried to ask me for a membership there. I don't want to do that. Tap, give me somebody else. How is Kamala not in there? Yeah, she's done The so Pope. <laughs> That's a, uh, Lil Nas X, the Facebook whistleblower, Anthony Fauci. Out Meg- of all those, you got to go Brittany. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Out of the ones <laughs> that I just saw, I would have to go with Britney Spears. Um, I definitely wouldn't go with the posing as pregnant devil worshiping gay rapper um yeah. i also kind of like the haitian migrants one because like how do you award that to people like just in general just it, that's what it was it you was a big win it was an overshot drone footage of them walking across a piece of earth yeah. <laughs> like that's all it was that's that's awesome but that's where we live how can you be Time Magazine's person of the year? <gasps> it's because of this non-binary thing. It's they, them. They. That's how they're getting. That's the loophole. That's mm-hmm. how they're getting there. Oh, uh, speaking of non-binary, did you hear about Matt Walsh's book being on the LGBT category? So no, Matt Walsh has a book called yeah, uh, we talked about The, the Walrus yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Amazon accidentally listed it as an LGBT book, and it was number one in LGBT. Yes. So he's like, so now uh, I feel like a member of the community, immune from any criticism. Uh, Finally. (laughs) Finally, I have made it. All right. That's pretty great. All right. So let's see here. So we've all heard about PTSD. We've Mm -hmm. all heard about the effects of PTSD, especially with our troops and our first responders. There's a lot of... uh, you know, abuse victims that suffer PTSD, uh, people that have been attacked. It's a it's a very serious thing. Um, and I would never, ever, ever make fun of that in any way. However, PPSD, which is a new thing that is coming out, I have every intention of making fun of. And here we go. Uh, Disclosed TV is reporting that up to 300,000 people 
are now facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder. Uh, Physicians in the UK now claim, and every time it pops up in the UK, about a week later, it's going to be here in America. Let's read about some of this. Um, uh, this uh, Up to 300,000 people in the UK are now facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder. I th- I didn't know we were out of the pandemic, according to hmm. all the professionals, but, you know. It has nothing to do with the vaccine? You know, okay. two London physicians have warned this could result in a 4.5% rise in cardiovascular cases nationally because of the effect of PPSD with those aged between 30 to 45 most at risk. Now, isn't this interesting that we've been saying for forever that the young people are having adverse heart reactions to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden we're reporting on this new type of stress disorder, which is the post pandemic stress disorder that happens to affect, affect you cardiovascularly. Mm. That seems a bit weird. His fe- he fears this could result in a dramatic rise in physician health issue- issues such as a coronary heart failure if cases are not detected or treated early. PPSD is a very real problem on a massive scale, as well as the condition itself with all its immediate problems. One of the biggest collateral issues is the effect it can have on the heart or heart health. I wonder if they're going to start now, you know, because heart disease is the number one killer in America, right? Yeah, and stress does add to heart-related issues. I'm not negating that. Right. But what I'm saying is, how do you hide that the vaccine has adverse reactions? Well, you come up with this new thing Mm -hmm. that makes it it seem like there's, uh, you know, some kind of stress involved to all of the horrific things we've experienced. Right. Since this pandemic began, I also wonder if heart disease death issues are going to start to plummet um, because of this. I wonder if they're going to use this as like, you know, like a way to uh, affect the numbers more in the favor of getting the vaccines. Well, I wonder how like people who are all about getting locked down and getting vaccinated and everything like that, like. How do they even still read that article and say, like, yeah, this is what being locked down like a criminal, this is what being held in your house does to you? Like, oh, I'm so stressed from the pandemic. It's like, yeah, because you bow down to tyranny and it's kind of stressful living under a tyrannical dictator. Like, that's that could be a side effect also is heart problems. And, you know, you're not getting outside, not exercising as much. So even I think it probably is a, a side effect of the vaccines also. Maybe trying to cover that up, but yeah, it's like you don't read that article and think, wow, maybe we should, you know, not comply anymore. If you you have PPSD, I do not feel sorry for you. Uh, Most likely you took the vaccine and or you're a sissy. You're willing. Um, Anyway. All right. We've got major, major news coming out of CNN over the weekend. It turns out that the Cuomo family is nothing but a bunch of hypocritical perverts. Paydos. But before Pedo the Fredo. Anyway, all right. But before we get into that, we gotta get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the economy is in the absolute pooper. 
There is no other way. <laughs> there is no, like Chris Cuomo's job. Like Chris Cuomo's job, uh, the economy is in the crap basket. And and th- there, there really is no good way to say it. Biden is the absolute worst president in history. They just passed the infrastructure bill. Uh, now they want to add another $3.5 uh, $3. trillion to the national debt, but it costs zero, according to them. And, um, you know, he released... 50 million barrels of our uh, reserve. Come on, man. And the DCC, DCCC, <laughs> uh, was uh, praising that gas is now two cents less expensive. It's impressive. Because of that. Look, guys, Birch Gold Group is doing their job to protect what is yours. Maybe you got some money saved up. Maybe you got 10 grand here or there. Maybe you've worked really hard to have savings for you and your family. Look, it's going to go down the old crap hole because of Biden. So here's what you need to do. Okay. You need to diversify your savings and protect it by getting into gold, silver, and precious metals. It is super simple. It is super easy. And it absolutely costs you $0 to get their free comprehensive 20 page kit. All you got to do is text the word Graham to 989898. Again, this comprehensive 20 page kit reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can move your IRA or 401k out of volatile stocks and bonds into precious metals. Again, there is zero obligation, so zero reason for you not to do this. You have your phone in your hand right now. I know because you're listening to this podcast. So text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. All right, so breaking news, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news because I know that a lot of people are really, really, really devastated by this. CNN has decided to fire Chris Cuomo. Um, Tragedy. And it really is, um, it really is uh, quite amazing because finally that piece of human garbage is off the air and America is better for it. Defund the media. I think that you should have to maintain so much viewership for a certain amount of period or you should be yanked off the air in the first place. You know, but either way. Don Lemon, you're next. uh, Don Lamont. Does he really go by Don Lamont? No. Okay, good. Because it that's even worse than Don Lemon. <laughs> but, uh, but it turns out that Chris Cuomo, uh, even though he's this big, bad Italian, I guess they are, mm-hmm. um, it turns out he's a big old snitch yeah. because he's rolling over and he's naming names already. He's been fired for 24 hours, so this dude is already claiming Chris Cuomo claims, according to the New York Post, that CNN boss Jeff Zucker mm-hmm. knew about his involvement in the government scandal. I love it. Uh, can CNN host Chris Cuomo has fired back at the network, accusing his boss of knowing everything about his involvement in trying to quash, I guess that was supposed to be squash, squash ex-governor Andrew Cuomo's sex scandal. In a new statement, a spokesman for the fallen TV star through his longtime ally, (laughs) CNN (laughs) President Jeff Zucker, under the bus while insisting the journalist has the highest level of admiration and respect for him. But he knew. Yeah. But he knew. I bet he did know. Oh, of course they did. CNN, uh, they knew everything. Mm -hmm. They knew everything. 
everything. Also, his former co-host has come out basically saying that he's the worst human being yeah. to ever exist, ever in the history of the world. Um, you know, a little touchy feely too. Uh, he's a little touchy feely. That's just the Italian in him. It's the though. Italian in him and the Cuomos. Hey, you don't get a Cuomo. Without a little, a little, kiss on the a, little a little oh no. <laughs> With the Cuomo's comes a little oh no. <laughs> uh, you know, you just look at the guy and he's a slime ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother is even worse. But so um, high and mighty, you know, back in the day when he was at his prime, which was not very, very good, uh, talking all this smack on us, on Republicans, on people who like guns, on Trump. Turns out. You know, he's a little pedophile himself. Well, not a pedophile, but a sexual assaulter. I yeah, guess is the right word. Was it uh, Theo Vaughn said he 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 was you know he he was probably pedophile non practicing. <laughs> he had he had it in him. He just didn't have it out of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what but, he's going to do. But he next. definitely has the sec. There is nothing about Chris Cuomo's face that says I'm not a sexual. Predator. <laughs> there is nothing about him that makes you go, you know what I bet he would never do? Mm-hmm. Advance on a woman without her wanting it. <laughs> that, 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 that's one thing. You just look at his face. Anyway, I'm not saying that he did legally for media matters in the court of law. I'm not saying he did. Innocent until proven guilty. I'm just saying that if you had to have a face of someone mm-hmm. that in your mind you thought to yourself, they make inappropriate advances on women. It would definitely be both Cuomo brothers would be right there. That's all I'm saying. The guy who plays Spider-Man would not be there. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's not capable of it. I'm just saying we all have prejudices in our mind. Yeah. And the Cuomos definitely are dirty, nasty, sexual advancers. Uh, and they deserve everything that's going uh to them right now. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, are appraisers now racist? The Washington Post seems to think so. A black couple says an appraiser lowballed them. This is real. Oh my God. A black couple says an appraiser lowballed them. So what did they do? They didn't get another appraiser. They try and sue. They didn't, they didn't, you know, just take it because everybody gets lowballed appraisals. Yeah. Um, anyway, no. They say they whitewashed their home, and they say the value shot up. Whitewashed. Wow, that's they, racist. They whitewashed the home. Okay, so let's let's look into this here. Um, okay, Paul Austin said he felt good as the appraiser roamed his Northern California home last year, ticking off some of the $400,000 worth of improvements he and his wife had made to the property. The appraiser noted the new fireplace. Austin told the state uh, reparations task force (laughs) in October mentioned a room they'd added and complimented the view from the new deck. So Austin and his wife were shocked when the appraiser pegged the value of the Martin City home at $995,000, far lower than previous appraisals. It was So they're an upper class black family, clearly. Well, I mean, homes worth over a it's expensive dollars. to live in San Francisco, but yeah, but they got a million dollar house. Yeah. Okay. So either oh, way, wow, your life's uh, so hard. It was a slap in the face. Austin Col- told KJO TV in February. Good Lord. How old is this article? They said this in February. This article was released four minutes ago. <laughs> All right. So Austin is wa- okay. Austin, and his wife 
Tanisha Tate Austin decided to get another opinion three weeks later, they say, in a lawsuit filed Thursday in federal court. How embarrassing. This time, they enlisted the help of their white friend, Jan, who agreed to pretend to be the new homeowner for different for a different appraiser. The lawsuit alleges the Austins whitewashed their house by removing their family photos and stripping the walls of their African-themed art. Jan helped on this front, too, by staging photos of her own family, the lawsuit states. The new appraisal came in at 1.4. So there's a $400,000 difference. Different appraiser. Different freaking appraiser. So your entire argument is invalid. Right. You got a different appraiser. You can't. That's not not proven racism. What What color was the original appraiser? Right. Why does it not say that? Hold on, let me see. Oh, let me had, to sure. been, had to have been white for sure. The couple on a nonprofit fair housing advocates that real estate they're seeking financial damages and asking the court to order the defendants to ensure they won't discriminate when impra- when appraising homes. Get over yourself. Miller appraisal company did not respond to the messages from the Washington Post sent late night attorneys and okay, so you got so you got a black couple who had an appraiser come. It does not say what color the appraiser was. Guess what everyone does when they're trying to sell their house? They change it up to make it more palatable for people moving in. You Correct. don't have all your stuff hanging up all over the place. Well, either it's way, not what you do. Either way, either way, it doesn't say what color the appraiser was. And then it says that they remove all essence of black anything they're african they're arms. african stuff they're their pictures and they have somebody else pose as the homeowner jan which is weird because every time i've got my home appraised i ain't never even been in there yeah that's weird to me in the first place you're walking them through there so you're trying to influence an appraiser that's hmm. weird see i i've never anytime i've had a home appraised or my home appraised i've always been like yeah uh Doors open. Uh, I know what's in here. Don't steal anything. Um, I'll see you in about an hour, you know, kind of thing. So that's weird, first of all. Um, And then you get a different appraiser. Not the same appraiser. Not the same company. And then you want to claim it's because of racism? Could it not just be that it's because of an appraiser? Right. You know, like, like. It's it's a known fact. Some appraisers judge much more harshly than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I it's, it's just, baffling. Yeah, it's hard to even it's wrap hard your to, mind around that. It's hard to articulate because Everything. it's because everything's it, racism. It's baffling. I, I I don't. And then and then their little trap isn't even a trap because it's a different, different person. person. It is it now. <laughs> if they had if they had asked the guy to like come and come, come and try and you know hey could, could you just come take another look at it you know we'll pay for another appraisal mm-hmm. you know we just really feel like it's a little 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 low that may be against the rules but even the same company even yeah. like contact the company be like hey you know we feel this appraisal is a little low uh, could you send somebody else out from the company? Maybe, maybe you can't do that. I don't know. But either way, you got a different. I don't know. That's weird. They go to a White House and they're like, "Where's all your African uh, art?" If they flipped it around, 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you if you got rid of this African stuff, you could probably get another four five hundred thousand dollars for this house. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. People are stupid. <laughs> they are stupid people. So so uh the Pope has weighed in. Oh good. On Europe's not on this. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Even the Pope was outraged over the racist appraisers. Uh racist appraisers. Appraisers. Uh the Pope now has weighed in on Europe's migrant crisis, saying it's time to stop this shipwreck of civilization. Pope Francis on Sunday called the exploitation of and global indifference to migrants a shipwreck of civilization. His remarks came during a visit to the Greek island of Lesbos. It's Lebo. <laughs> I know. I just, you know, there's just some words you just gotta, <laughs> I've got a girl who keeps emailing me. I'm pretty sure it's a spam, but her name is Anna and it's, her last name is spelled P-U-S-E-Y. Oh yeah. We'll say. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd have changed that a long time ago. <laughs> it's all I'm getting at. Uh, but moving on. Uh, let's see, which holds roughly 2,300 people, according to, uh, police, gosh, stupid ads always pop up all the time. Please let us stop the shipwreck of civilization, he said. So is that being for or against? Sounds against it. Five years ago, Pope Francis visited the island, visited the island and took 12 Syrian refugees back with him. Uh... But on Sunday, <laughs> uh, he, what? he said that little has changed since his first trip, calling the Mediterranean, where migrants have died en route from Africa to Europe, a grim cemetery without... Ah, oh, so the Pope is in... in, in, in uh, Just let him in the Vatican. Yeah, there you go. You got a lot of room there. Just let him in there. For God so loved the world that he opened his uh, Vatican doors mm -hmm. for illegal migrants to come into... Uh, and we'll see how that goes. And you just let us know. How are the 12 Syrian refugees you took back with you? What are they doing now? From Lesbos to the Vatican. <laughs> My immigration story. Because <laughs> yeah, people care so much about what the Pope has to say. <laughs> All right. So COVID-19 is not going anywhere. And you, you best rest assured that the maker of vaccines are not going to let it go anywhere. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 vaccine creator warns that the next pandemic could be worse. It's right around the corner. One of the professors who helped create a COVID-19 vaccine that is widely distributed in the United Kingdom is warning that the next pandemic could be worse, even though Omicron is 500 times more transmissible with mild symptoms. Like that's Omicron. I don't even believe that 500% number either. I, uh, I, uh, I don't understand either way. Um, basically this is the whole article is a push that they're going to need to constantly either get boosters or create new versions of the vaccine. Kind of like the flu shot starting to sound like a bit. Hmm. Um, but it's so weird. This is going on because Omicron has been proven not to be that Severe. In fact, the very first person in the United States, um, the very first person, this was on ABC News. This guy is doing an interview with big old headphones, and he's got nothing but a bunch of bobblehead dolls behind him mm -hmm. 
for his interview. So I'm already super interested in what this guy's got to say. Um, he was the first person to get it in America, in California. So he was came back from Africa, I'm assuming? I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but here's what he said. Uh, he said, I felt perfectly safe with the people that I was with, and so it never really crossed my mind to think that I had COVID. I was just a little taken aback. In other words, I didn't feel sick. <laughs> Hold just on. Read the script. But to be fair, let's just read. I felt perfectly safe. I was just a little taken aback. Where's the next thing he said? Did he say anything else? There's not a single other quote in this thing. That's it. That's the only that's the, the only quote that they have from this guy. I was just a little taken aback when I found out I had COVID. That means he wasn't sick. <laughs> he wasn't sick. All wow. right. Let's look at the breakout of uh states where the Omicron variant has been found. Um 17 states so far. Uh Georgia, California, Washington, of course, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Utah, Colorado, Louisiana. Uh, it's going to be everywhere very quickly. Um, let's see if this article does any kind of thing. Let's see if we can find an article that talks about uh, symptoms. Just think of how uh, immune we're going to be. People who either had COVID, got over it, or people who've never had it, not taken any vaccines. If... <laughs> We're going to be so immune and so strong against all these different viruses. Like, we're going to live forever, I feel like. I, Bring it on. Bring on the Omicron. I have yet to see a single thing. Like, I like, like forgive me, I'm trying to look. First, first case in Louisiana, I'm reading the Hill article on this. According to about 49% of Louisiana population is vaccinated. It doesn't say that this person is hospitalized. I can't find a single thing talking about the symptoms. Yeah. And people getting well, don't worry so much about really, the symptoms. Really sick. Like that you, you you feel like that should be an issue. But everything that we've heard and everything that we found says that Omicron actually has very mild symptoms to include a headache fatigue. Yikes. Sounds like you went to work. But either way. Um, rest assured that New York City is on its way to being Germany 2.0. Bill de Blasio has something to say about this. Listen to what this sorry piece of garbage has to say. Are we turned up? Yeah. The Bluetooth? All right, here we go. As of today, we're going to announce a first-in-the-nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. We're going to have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly <laughs> so we can get ahead of Omicron and all mm. the other challenges we're facing right mm. now with COVID. All right. So a mild version of COVID is now being seen and now New York City is going to require vaccination for all private sector workers, all private sector businesses, everything. Doesn't matter how many employees you got. Yep. One, 98, doesn't matter. Uh, the program now requires two vaccine doses instead of one. 
Um, for children five and up. This is going to be a genocide. Have you seen the pictures coming out of Germany? Have you seen it? First of all, they just said goodbye to their current chancellor in Germany, which means someone else is fixing to pop up. They literally have gates lining the halls of grocery stores or the aisles of grocery stores. They have gates lining the community where like people are like trying to hold each other's hands through the gate and stuff like that. Like the, the German military is marching down the street with burning torches. Like, have you seen the videos coming out of Germany? Is no one going, I mean, nobody's even doing a slight, ah, ahem. Tear down uh, that wall. Ahem. Uh, hello. Uh, I feel like we've seen this one before. Is no one, is, how can, how can people see things like that and not go, wait just a minute. <laughs> hold on just hold a, phone. hold just a gosh darn moment there, sir. Uh, it is socialists. I, but look part of the plan i don't care how good of a country you claim to be if i see the military marching down the street with a bunch of torches on fire i've got a question as to what is going on over there sir or madam mm-hmm. i want to know what this is because somebody's got some questions to answer about something look here it is look Look at these people. Torchlit parade and a military brass band. Germany's military bid farewell to its chancellor of 16 years. Standing here in front of you today, Everything they say. I feel gratitude and humility. Humility before the office I was allowed to hold for so long. Who's the next gratitude one? Gratitude for the trust I experienced. I swear to the Lord above. If the next person is a man and they've got Adolf or Hitler or something or Schmittler <laughs> or anything in their name, I swear I will lose my mind. <laughs> like I will freak out. Hang on. Let's Google this new German chancellor, new German chancellor. Let's just see here. Hit him. No, no. Okay, it's not. His name is Olaf Scholz. Replaces outgoing German Chancellor Angela Merkel as a new coalition is announced. This guy looks like a twerp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, some weird crap going on in Germany, man. You don't know your history. Weird stuff going on in Germany. And... New York City is trying to be right behind them. It won't, man, I'm telling you, if you live in big cities, get out. Get out now. The current place where we live, which we will not say, is getting is too big, in my opinion. Especially where you live. Mm-hmm. It's too big. It's too big. I don't trust none of these people. Yeah. None of them. I don't trust a single one. Me and Jake have already talked about we got robots that can reproduce asexually now. There's no, there's no escaping them, but at least if you disappeared in the mountains somewhere, you might have a little bit of time mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to try to ride it out some a little <laughs> bit. And basically, like, like, like we talked about, one day the Chinese are just going to show up and we'd be like, "Oh, you won, huh?" <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Please leave us alone. Please leave us alone. We've been here for years. Um, but what about Christmas with COVID? Uh, rest assured, the Surgeon General, Doctor Vivek Murtha. Murthy? I don't know his freaking name. God, can we not? 
can we not just have like easy names? And I'm not even trying to be mean. <laughs> I'm just being honest at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like you just look at some people and you're like, I have no problem with your culture at all. But you know that I do not know how to say your name. Like right. you, you, you know this. Like there's no way. If your name is longer than four syllables. <laughs> yeah, if your name is longer than four syllables, I'm I'm not going to get it right. Right. So just like give me permission. And first of all, I have this pause. I don't know if you can see this dude's facial expression. <laughs> all right, but listen to what he says about who can gather at Christmas. Okay. The Surgeon General of the United States, everybody. Okay. Very simple. Very simple, not too many guidelines, very simple guidelines. Here we go. This is what you got to do. Oh, it helps if I turn the volume up, I suppose. That might be a good thing. Which part of it? Uh, But if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks Mm -hmm. whenever you can in public indoor (laughs) spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experience. One more time. Thanksgiving. Uh, but if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks mm-hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite All you got to do is get vaccinated twice and boosted, mm-hmm. use testing judiciously before you gather, gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks <laughs> whenever you're in Indoor spaces. Yeah, you can eat it. Talk about spreading the Christmas cheer. Speaking of uh, the Grinch, is Kamala Harris the devil? <laughs> the, uh, a lot of her, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of people so. are starting to report. The answer is yes. The New York Post is reporting that Kamala Harris has been described as a bully and soul destroying boss. <laughs> That is a pretty stout uh, description of somebody. I've called people a douche before. I've called people a jerk. I, you know, back in my old days, I may have said an MF from time to time, but a soul destroyer is definitely not a word that I have used when uh, talking about. Let's see. Um, Let's see here. Harris allegedly soul-destroying management style was revealed by staffers to the Washington Post just days after spokesperson and longtime aide Simone Sanders announced her departure. This is a quote. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons? Former Harris aide Gil Duran uh, told the paper, Duran said Harris' destructive patterns were behind the recent turmoil and exit of Sanders and communications director Ashley Etting. Uh, one of the things we've said in our little text groups among each other is what is the common denominator through all of this, and it's her. Mm. One former staffer claimed the vice president fails to read briefing materials, then lashes out at others when she's unprepared. It's clear that you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep work and the work. The riot, the staffer said with Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul destroying criticism and also her own lack of confidence. So you're constantly sort of propping up a bully and it's not really clear 
Why? I've never had an experience in my long history with Kamala where I felt like she was, oh, somebody's coming to her defense. But another former staffer said, uh, nay, <laughs> she's uh, awesome. Uh, that although Harris is a demanding boss, she is not unreasonable. I've never had an experience in my long history with Kamala where I felt like she was unfair, said Sean Clegg who worked for Harris in 2008 when she was the San Francisco district attorney. Isn't that the time where she like <laughs> denied people bail mm -hmm. and all that other kind of stuff. So he seems like a real winner. Three parents. In jail. Uh, let's see. The white house said the staff turnover was not unusual in my experience. And if you look at past precedent, it's natural for staffers who have thrown their heart and soul into a job to be ready to move on to a new challenge after a few years. Jin Saki said, of course, Jin Saki said it. Oh, uh, you, uh, why wouldn't she remember when everybody was just hitting Kamala Harris after bam, 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 bam. And Jin Saki like had to like tweet something mm -hmm. just to clarify Kamala Harris is not the worst vice president to ever live. Yeah. And she is not a demented soul destroying human being. Um, Kamala Harris is in the, I mean, she's done. Uh, I've, I've read some things that uh, a lot of people are thinking that Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg. is, uh, is uh, potentially in the running oh, to be man. like the DNC's 2024. So, so I'm going to lose a lot of bets uh, with some of my buddies because I said Kamala is definitely going to be the president within two years or whatever. If they switch and Buttigieg is in there, and becomes president, our president took maternity leave. Our, our male president, when he goes to talk to Putin, Putin's going to ask him, how's your paternity leave, huh? I, I don't think it's, I don't think it is, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm sticking to you it. You still think Kamala? Uh, no, I think it's Obama. I think Michelle Obama's going to be the pick uh, when okay. it's all said and done. I do. Now, if we're talking about vice presidents, like to take over for a vice president, like if Kamala gets kicked out, maybe it's Buttigieg. Like, sure, I could see that. Why not? Um, but as far as 2024 goes, who I think the DNC pick is going to be, uh, no, I'm still going Obama. It's going to be an Obama, and it will be the male Obama. Has everybody got it that's going to get it? Okay, oh. moving on. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, last article of today is, you know, everybody's talking about the Biden economy and everybody on Biden's team is talking about how wonderful they're doing. This is the Hill. The Hill. Using the IRS, which are a bunch of soul-crushing and destroying thieves in the mm -hmm. night and need to be disbanded. But either way, the Hill is reporting that IRS data proves Trump tax cuts benefited middle and working class Americans the most. Mm -hmm. Go figure. Look at that. Let's see if we can find a quote here. Congressional Democrats have argued that one of the best ways to pay for the legislation is to raise taxes on wealthy households, which, according to many on the left, have benefited disproportionately and unfairly from the 2017 tax law passed by Republicans. Uh, basically, uh, the Democrats say that Trump's tax cuts only benefited the rich. Like that's what that that's their pitch. Like he was only helping out the millionaires and da 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 da. However, the IRS is directly combating that. 
by saying that a careful analysis of the IRS tax data, one that includes the effects of tax credits and other reforms to tax code, shows that filers with an adjusted gross income from fifteen to fifty thousand enjoyed an average tax cut of sixteen to twenty six percent. Interesting, mm. isn't that interesting? I will be super excited to see what the tax decreases are with Biden's build back better plan. Everything that Biden does sucks. Everything Kamala Harris does is soul destroying. Uh, we've got robots that are reproducing. We've got uh, uh, appraisers that are racist. We've got uh, post pandemic stress disorder taking over our lands. The world is in complete disarray this monday god bless you guys thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the dear america podcast do me a favor share this episode with three of your friends put it on your social medias uh give us five stars and leave us a comment it helps us in the rankings thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you again next time see ya